Better and Longer with The Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. Hi team, I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from fitness.com, and welcome to The Fitness Show. Today, we're going to talk about the other stuff. A lot of times we talk about the other stuff, but when I talk about the main stuff, I'm talking about fitness, health, uh, but I have a lot of people who come to me for business advice on a regular basis. Besides, you know, doing what I do to help people live better and longer, I've been a business owner for 20-something years and I uh, struggled at first and have really kind of nailed it down now and there's a hell of a lot for me to learn and to be honest with you I want an empire so to be able to employ hundreds or thousands of Americans would be my ultimate dream come true so I'm working on that but I've got some other things down pat and so people come to me for business advice and then people are constantly hitting me from the left and from the right on questions about how to be better and how to overcome certain obstacles. And so I thought I'd talk about that today. Before I do, this is August I'm reporting or I'm recording this podcast, August of 2017. I have some amazing races I'm going to be hosting in September and I just wanted to throw it out there in case you guys will be in any of the areas because not only would I love to see you, but I have discount codes for almost all of the races and that's nice. In fact, one of the races I have some free codes for. So on September 10th, I'm going to be in Los Angeles in Santa Monica, in fact, for the Santa Monica Classic, and that is put on by Conquer Endurance Group that also uh, puts on the Skechers Performance Los Angeles Marathon. I hosted that this March with Rudy Novotny, and that was a blast, and so Rudy and I will be back on Santa Monica Boulevard, right on the beach, uh, hosting these amazing races. It's a 5K, 10K kids races, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. So it's sold out. So you cannot register now. However, if you're in the area, come support the other runners. These events are big time and they're a fun time. And Rudy and I are always accessible for hugs and photos and things like that. We love to see our friends at our races. So let me know if you're going to be there. The next weekend, September 17th, I will be in Detroit hosting the Detroit Goddess Half Marathon 10K and 5K. And that's a That's a complete love fest, that race. It's on Belle Isle in Detroit. Yes, it's a women's theme race. It's a goddess theme race, but we have tons of men, tons of gods run these races, and um, they support heart disease, and it's so much fun. And, you know, uh, if you're looking for a comfy space to run, this is an event where you know, of course, it's it's heavily women, but of course, it's where all the smart men go, right, to go run a race full of beautiful women. But you'll see women's of all shapes, sizes, athletic abilities, races. You'll see it all, and it's wonderful. I couldn't speak highly enough about this event, and um, it's actually a series, a goddess series of events. They do a triathlon and the Ann Arbor 5K, and it's put on by Epic Races. So if you want to register, go to epicraces.com. And check my Twitter or uh, Instagram handles or even Facebook. I've put on the discount codes there. But again, you can always reach out to me. But I would love to see you at this event. It's going to be so much fun. And then the next weekend, I'm very excited because it's a brand new event, an inaugural half marathon, the Standing Stone Half Marathon 
half marathon relay and 5k that's in Pennsylvania and I'm elated I really can't wait to get there I've actually now I have been to Pennsylvania but I've never been to this part of Pennsylvania and I have a good chunk of friends a bunch from my hobby body fitness challenge group on Facebook they're coming to run it and I'm gonna bring my my son with me and I don't travel with my kids very often but he's really excited he says he's never been on a plane and I think that may be true so we're going to um, have a bunch of fun mother-son time but this race it starts at about two o'clock in the afternoon so you don't wake, have to wake up at the crack of dawn and I believe that's because the weather is so lovely and this scenery I, I think it's a heavily wooded area and uh, I'm, I'm excited to get there so if you're in the Pennsylvania area Michigan area California area Come see me. Let's you run and I'll run at the mouth and I'll make you feel super happy as you cross both the start and the finish line. So that is that. Um, so now we're going to talk about you because I'd like to do that and I like to tell you what to do. And here's the thing. You all should feel really confident. You're, if you're listening to my podcast, you're someone who's trying to do better for yourself. You're working on losing weight perhaps or strength training or getting faster to run races or ride bikes and you're working on yourself and so I, I like to see you hold your head up high and it's amazing because sometimes you'll find an Ironman athlete, someone who's accomplished so much and they walk around with their chin down and they got a meek powerless voice and they don't make any impact and I hate to say that but the, a person that can do an Ironman has so much inside of them, they should walk into any room with gusto. And, and it's a confidence thing. And sometimes it's a, it's a courage. And sometimes it's just having an understanding on how to have a little bit of swagger. So, you know, I know your life doesn't revolve around just getting fitter. You probably have a job. And who the hell wouldn't want to earn more money, get more clients, move up the corporate ladder? Or maybe you own a business. And you would like to grow your business because, yeah, I'm a small business owner. And I tell you what, I'd like to grow mine. And I'm constantly working at it. And you know what? It's working. It is growing and growing and growing. And I love it. And maybe you're a single person on the dating scene. Hmm? Wouldn't it be nice to have a little swagger in that category? And maybe you're a parent and you show up to PTA meetings and you're terrified because you don't know anybody. And maybe you're a school teacher who's stressing out because all the parents are going to pour in for open house and you're possibly not uh, ready to cope with that. And maybe you're an attorney and you got to stand up in a courtroom, which sounds quite intimidating for some folks. You know, there's, there's work to be done. And so hopefully I can help you do that. So I, I might jump all around because I actually have a ton of notes in front of me that I made to make sure I didn't miss anything. But I think the key to success is that the confidence got to come first, right? You got to know that you belong wherever you're going. So if you show up at a party or a corporate mixer or a PTA meeting, you got to know that you belong there. You're not showing up by accident. I'm sure you're not crashing some other school's PTA. What a weirdo you would be if you did that, right? Or you're not crashing a birthday party of somebody you don't know or you have no friends there. So you got to know that when you walk into a room, you belong there. And if you don't believe it, 
force it upon yourself. Talk to yourself. Say, I belong here. I was invited or this is a place that's relevant to me. It's going to help me grow my business. And you got to go in there knowing that it's the right place for you. And you got to leave at summer camp where my kids go. They say, they tell all the kids to leave their cool at the gate. And that is so these kids, you know, they kind of let go of their ego, right? They, they all are there for the same reason. You show up at summer camp to just have a lot of fun and try new things and to be silly. And, you know, it takes a lot of courage to be silly in front of somewhat strangers. And that's what I'm asking you to do. Leave your cool at the gate. Because if you're going to a, a business mixer, for example, everyone's there because they want to do business. And if everyone's standoffish and afraid to talk to each other, what the hell is the point? Right? Why be there if you're not going to talk to anybody? If you're on the dating scene and you walk into a nightclub or a dating mixer, I don't know how that works because I'm not there. But, you know, you, you got to try to meet people, right? You can't be cool and aloof and stand in the corner because why bother? Why bother? So you got to leave your cool at the gate, take a deep breath as you walk in the room and just, I'm going to try. I'm going to be here and I'm going to make this happen because I belong here. And so, stand up straight. Aesthetically, there's not much worse than a sloucher. In fact, here's an interesting statistic. First impressions are made within the first 17 seconds of laying your eyes on a person. Ouch! Is that fair? I don't know. I don't know because I think there's probably a lot more <laughs> to a person than what you get to know in the first 17 seconds. However... Sometimes you only have that much time, whether it's the dating or, or the business mixer. You got to show up and be the person they want to talk to. So you got to stand up straight. You know, first of all, slousing, slouching makes you look lazy. It's something that people will instantly look at you and say, oh, they're lazy. You could be lean and mean and super fit and you're slouching. They think you're a slob. Yikes. That's no good. So... Stretch that spine up high, pull those shoulders back, chin up, don't look at the ground, stand up straight. You know, it's interesting, I am, people tell me how tall I am, they're like, oh, you fits, you're so tall. Really? Is five foot five tall? <gasps> you're five foot five? Yeah, I thought you were like five eight, I thought you were five nine. No, but I stand up really straight. And so I think that helps, I think the fact that I've got good posture, really helps lengthen me. And I think it, it makes me kind of a bigger than life person too. Not, not that I'm bigger than life. I think this is something that anybody personally could, could change about themselves. Just by standing up straight, they look several inches taller. And if you're a super tall person, own that. Don't you be the six foot four guy or the six foot tall girl slouching over so you look small. Ugh, yuck, nobody wants that. Own your body. I mean, the height is the one thing we can't control, right? We can't crush bones. We can't change our height. So stand up straight. Chin up. Smile big. When you smile and you're standing up straight and you look confident, oh my gosh, the next best thing you could do is look people dead in the eye like a weirdo. I'm serious. You take your eyes and you go laser focus on the person you would like to talk to. And they're going to be blown away. They're going to go, wow, Sandy, this woman is so confident. She's mesmerizing. Now, Sandy, 
I don't care if you've got 73 pounds to lose. You stand up straight, you smile, you look people in the eye, everyone's going to want to know you. They're going to be drawn to you because you're a person of power, of strength, of confidence. They're going to be very interested in getting to know you. And so that's, that's number one. Own the room, smile, leave your cool at the gate, and know that you deserve to be there. Stand up straight, smile, eye contact. And those are rules of thumb for everything. You should be teaching your children that right now. Stand up straight. There's a reason our soldiers stand up straight. It matters. Posture, appearance, confidence. It's intimidating sometimes. And hey, maybe you want to pull a little bit of that too. But your posture means so much. So you got to start there. And then say hi to absolutely everybody. What do you have to lose by saying hello? Right? Remember, you are in a place because you want to be with other people and get to know them. So say hi. Some of those highs will just be met back with a, a wave or a smile. And then someone, maybe someone very important in your industry, or maybe that hunky guy or that gorgeous girl at the party, will reach their hand out and say, hi, how are, how are you? What's your name? And so that's what you're looking. You're looking to make, to interact with people. You got to say hi. It's interesting. When I was in high school, and mind you, I was a very social girl. I went to the, I went from one elementary school to my middle school, which was the next school in the line that you go to and then the feeder school and then to the next high school. So I had lots of friends coming into high school, but I, my, my best friend, who's still my best friend now, she was new to the area. She moved to our neighborhood in eighth grade, and she was the new girl. And in high school, it's funny, about three months into high school, she knew everybody. And I thought, man, how is she so well-known? How does she have so many friends so quote-unquote popular, right? How is she doing this? She's new. And then I watched her. And what she did is she looked at every single person in the, in the hallway and said, hi, hi. Hi, <laughs> this big crazy smile. She must have said hi 700 times a day. And she knew everybody and everybody knew her and they were thrilled to see her. So I thought, all right, I can do that. And I started saying hi with a big smile to absolutely everybody. And within a very short time, I knew everybody. I knew the juniors, I knew the seniors, I knew the cute senior boys, hello. That really worked for me. In fact, when I was a freshman, I. <laughs> This is terrible. Christy and I, we had this list written on the back of her door of all the cute senior boys we wanted to go out with. And we threw some juniors in there too. And I assure you, we checked them all off the list. So I wasn't sleazy. I didn't sleep around. But I did go on dates and I did kiss the boys. But it was the high. It was the high with a big smile. And that worked. And I'll throw back, I was significantly heavier in high school than I am now. So you can't say, oh, you were just in good shape. No, that wasn't true. We were just friendly and sweet, and fun, and confident, and nice. Gosh, being nice goes a long way, doesn't it? So here's the deal. You're going to say hi to everybody, even if you are absolutely terrified to be in that room. And what I'm going to have you do, instead of, instead of waiting for people to talk to you, you're going to take the mindset of taking care of the other people in the room. And so imagine, if you're a little nervous, there's got to be other people that showed up nervous too. And maybe you're a caretaker. If that's one of your gifts, this is going to be a really easy thing to implement for you. Knowing that other people may be 
stressed out, nervous, feeling uncomfortable, maybe doing that negative self-talk of why am I here, nobody likes me, which is totally unproductive, you are going to take care of the other people. And so instead of staying high because you need a friend, you're going to say hi to other people because you think they need a friend. Hi, how are you? What's your name? And that's going to be the thing that helps you take care of them. You're, you're doing this as a favor to the other people. If they're standing around awkwardly, maybe you know, maybe we can just assume that they wish someone were chatting with them. They probably are. They're probably waiting, and that's your opportunity to be the hero. So when you smile and you say hi, that could be the start of something amazing. Not only a nice relationship, whether it's business or personal, but you could really be the person that rescued the other guy or the other girl in the room. So just be friendly. That's, that's it. Be friendly. It doesn't take a lot. And if you're, if you're doing business, have something really distinct to say about your company. And so people ask me what I do, and I say I'm a fitness expert who specializes in mass media. I also own one of the largest school running programs in the country. That's it. it. Took me 10 seconds to say that, and people get a gist, and they go, well, what do you mean mass media? Well, I, I teach on television, radio, books, magazines, online. Really? Wow, my brother owns an online business, and he, you know, I mean, it just kind of generates the conversation, and more importantly, if I'm trying to do business with someone, and, you know, maybe they have a treadmill company, and they need a spokesperson, and they've been dying for someone like me to walk into their life. So have a little, a little canned something or other, and, and the word canned, I mean, it all sounds very cheesy, but I've been able to just boil down what I do into a little concise format. Because to be honest with you, people say, with fitness, they go, well, are, do you teach classes at the local gym? No, I haven't done that in about 20 years. And then, and then I get to tell them I crave mass impact, and I, and I get to teach people all around the world, and it's, it's a really fun uh, way for me to deliver information. Mass media is my thing. I do corporate presentations and go, oh, we got a company and we're doing a weight loss challenge. Really? Well, you probably need someone to show up and, uh, and start them off on the right foot, get them going in the right direction, don't you? So, you know, be able to tell them who the other person is, tell them who you are and what you do. You know, if it's a social scenario, you can say, you know, I'm Bob, and I enjoy outdoor activities and Dallas Cowboy football, you know, whatever. <laughs> Have a thing. And then if, if the person you're engaged with is someone of power in your industry, don't be afraid to toot your horn. You know, have, have something uh, memorable about what you do. Just have it in your back pocket. So if the opportunity arises with the company you're dying to work with or an account you're, you're dying to score and land, have something memorable to say about your record of performance. And so for me, one of the things I'll tell people if they're looking for me as a spokesperson, I'll say you'll rarely find a fitness expert with my level, with my credentials and my experience. And I encourage you to go look to find them. And so when I throw that in, go look you probably won't find anyone with my level of education and experience. They're, they're pretty convinced by that, and I hope they do go look. I hope they go looking through all the fitness folks they know, and even the ones that have more popular names than mine, go look. And they probably won't have the credentials and the experience I have, and, and that's important to me. So think about 
what's special about you, what you do, who you are, and bring that into the room. Oh, here's something I work with big time, and I work with all my interns. Oi, you can't use the word like every other word. Like. Uh, where do you live? Well, like I live in Gainesville. Well, do you live in Gainesville or do you not live in Gainesville? Uh, what do you like to do? Well, like I like to go to the movies and like I go bike riding. Like, and do you like to go bike riding or not? Are you? So stop using the word like every other word. Using the word like so frequently, which is bombarded our society with stupidity. It makes you sound uncommitted unintelligent, unconfident. There's so many horrible adjectives I could throw on the people who use the word like, and it's a problem. It's a major problem, and I want you to listen for it. Now that I've pointed it out, and I'm sure you've probably noticed it before, but listen for it, and it will feel like nails on the chalkboard from now until the end of time. And if you're an offender, you need to nip that bud, nip that thing in the bud quickly, because it's bad and I have interns and I started really addressing this with them about four years ago. I, I often have four to five interns per semester from the University of Florida, always incredible students, mostly incredible students. On occasion I get a doozer that um, make, <laughs> drives me a little bit crazy, but usually they're fantastic. And so I had four interns secured and towards the it was the very last day of internship securing, and one of my interns for the next semester, he said, listen, I got a buddy of mine, and his internship fell through. He's a wonderful guy. Would you be able to have him intern with you as well? And I thought, well, I already have four, but have him give me a call. So normally I do interns in person, or interviews in person, but he calls, and he seemed nice, I suppose, but every other word was like. Every other word was like. And I was sitting on the phone just thinking, holy cow, this is horrible. And so at that point, I didn't care who he was. I jumped on it. I made him come intern with me. I said, I would love to have you. And my thought process on that is I do not want this guy graduating from the University of Florida, my alma mater, and going out into the real world sounding like an idiot. I have to work on that. And so he came in along with the other interns and I told them, folks, you say the word like too much. You sound unconfident, uncommittal, unintelligent. We can't have it. So we're going to practice that. And I want you to start listening for your friends listening to them say the word like and count how many likes they say per minute. It will start to drive you crazy. And then pay attention to how many times you say like. And what we did is I, I had the little drill. We practiced the skill of not saying like. So we would go around the room and I would set a timer on my phone. And my rule was they had to get through one minute of speaking without using the word like. And I would give them a simple topic. Tell me about your favorite pet. Tell me about your best friend. Tell me about your favorite vacation you ever went on. Something really simple, stupid, something that didn't require too much thought. And they had to talk for 60 seconds without using the word like. And the second they did use the word like, I'd go, ah, like that, <laughs> make that horrible noise. And 
I've had some interns, and this has been going on for four years. I've probably done it with 50 different interns. Some of them are stars, man. They're eloquent speakers, and that's going to pay off long term. You know these people are going to do very well professionally just because they're so eloquent. But the ones, there's folks, there's kids, I should say. Are they kids? They're about 21 years old, so they're probably not kids anymore. My interns. Some of them would use the word like 20 times. In fact, I had an intern last, I guess in fall. When did she graduate? She just left me in the spring, 30-something. The worst offender with the likes. Only second to the original guy who inspired the drill. But they'd go around for one minute at a time, and some of them couldn't go four seconds without me going, ah, ah. And we would practice this every time we met. Okay, tell me about your favorite sports team, tell me about your, you know, childhood, whatever it was. And uh, they got better at it. They got better because they practiced. And then I said, please tell the people you live with, your friends that you spend the most time with, that you are working on this. And this is a priority for you and that every time you use the word like, they are to buzz you. And they would come back and say, oh my gosh, I had no idea how much I was using the word. And um, they were they were making great progress, and here's the big success story. And so most of my success stories come with people losing 10 to 150, 200 pounds, right? Those are amazing success stories. This one feels equally important at some level because this young man, the one I hired from the phone call, which he said like literally every other word, he works at a gym nearby. He's a trainer, and he's so sweet. Oh my gosh, I could eat this kid up, but. He, uh, I was chatting with him. I was working out, and he was training a client, and he was done. And we chatted for 10 minutes. He didn't use the word like once. And so at the end of the conversation, I told him, I said, I got to tell you how proud I am of you. Not only are you doing great in the work field, but you didn't use the word like once. And he just, his, ro- his cheeks got rosy. He said, oh, thank you. I've been working on it. And it means a lot to me, and it's going to mean a lot to him. So if you have that issue, work on it. And I'm serious. If, you, if you're if you on an interview and you use the, like, the word like every other word or every 10 words, they're not going to hire you. They're just simply not going to hire you. Uh, you sound like a bozo, and nobody wants that person representing their company, not on the phone, not at a business meeting, certainly not at a conference, or with customers. You can't talk like that and sound intelligent. So get rid of that. Get rid of know what I mean. There's a bunch of catchphrases people use. And I've worked on it too. I'm not claiming perfection. But I've come pretty, uh, pretty close. When I was a kid, my big brother busted me on the word like I, we were at a restaurant called Steak and Ale. It was me, my mom, my brother, who was nine years older than me. And he goes, you can't complete one sentence without using the word like. I said, yes, I can. And then I couldn't talk. <laughs> I just couldn't talk. And, and that's kind of the thing is when you use like, it's just a filler word. You use like, I say you, people. People use like as just a way to keep, out, keep vomiting out sound. Just keep making words, making noise. So slow down. Think about what you're saying. Be specific on your message. People just want to keep going with their conversation, so they say like just as a filler word, just to keep making noise. You don't need to vomit information on folks. You don't need to do that. You don't need to keep making sound. It doesn't 
make them feel better. You're not more entertaining because you're using a constant stream of noise. Slow down, pause. It's okay to have a thoughtful pause. You don't need to make noise using the word like or um or ah. If you ever took a Toastmasters class or a program, they would count your ums and ahs throughout your presentation. And again, we're not striving for perfection here. The word, the, the sound um can be uttered on occasion without an axe being thrown through your forehead, right? And, and we got, we'll use President Obama mostly. And, and as a speaker, someone who speaks off the cuff, I don't think the guy's a great speaker, but he's a great orator. He's a great reader. You put the written word in front of him, he's, he's, a, he's wonderful, wonderful at doing that. But there's also a lot of uhs and hmms, and, and he can still get away with being considered a great speaker, even though he makes those noises sometimes. So we're not aiming for perfection, but you got to clean it up. You can't sound like a buffoon. And the word like every other word makes you sound like an absolute dope, untrustworthy, uncommittal, unsure of yourself, unintelligent. It's an ugly, ugly series of ugly words pointed at you when you use that word like so. Um, ditch it. Ditch it as quickly as you can. When you're at these meetings or, or opportunities where you go out in public and you're going to stand up tall and, and smile and greet people, force the good thing you wanted to happen. You know, if you get in a conversation with somebody you're interested in doing business with, say, hey, can we exchange business cards? You gotta say that. You gotta reach out. You can't let that opportunity pass you by. So have a business card. And even if you're dating, <laughs> the dating world is super weird now. Again, I'm not part of it, so I'm a I'm a outside person looking in. But uh, when you're dating and you're online, that's you know you're making a classified ad for yourself. So if you're going to a dating mixer, I suppose make sure you have your name and phone number written down somewhere. Just have a card. If you're a stay-at-home mom, that's fine too. Make yourself the CEO of your home and your name and your phone number. Whatever it is, you need to have an opportunity. You need to have something tangible to give another person so they can contact you. And if it's someone who's important, say it's a future boss, you can say, man, I'm really interested in your organization. I would love an opportunity to talk to you about positions there one day. Be frank, be open. Maybe they're looking for somebody just like you. And then when you get that business card, there's two things you got to do. Take a picture of it with your cell phone. There's an app called CamCard, and I'm sure there's a bunch of other similar apps. But literally, you take a picture of their business card, and all the information on the business card populates into categories, name, phone number, business name. It all just populates. It's incredible. On occasion, it has some errors depending on the business card, whether it's really clear or if it's kind of a busy business card, sometimes the information gets a little, um, I don't know, messed up, so you got to edit. But save the information. You don't want to eat, you don't want to meet um, president of Google, and you're a tech guy, and then you lose the president of Google's business card. So when you get that personal information, treat it like gold. Take a photo of it, so it's there in your your phone, then put it into your cam card. You take a picture of it with your phone. It All that information goes straight into the app. And so you have it. And now what do you do with the information? You follow up. You got to email. You can, And don't do the um, 
thing people do when they're dating and say, I'm not going to call first or I'm not going to call tomorrow. I'm going to wait two days. Screw that. Just email the person and say, wow, it was great meeting you. I had a great time last night. Are you free for lunch? I would like to treat you for lunch this week. Or can we set up an opportunity to talk? I, I'd really love the opportunity to work for your company or to do business with you. Perhaps it's just someone who may become a client. Follow up. That's why you got the card. That's why you showed up. That's why you put on your pants, your fancy pants, to go out to the meeting so you could make contacts and hopefully make more money and enhance your life. Or or make the date. If if I were dating and some great guy and I exchanged information, I would hope he was enthusiastic enough about me to contact me quickly. I hope I wouldn't be something just in the back of his mind and a week later he says, oh yeah, well, I got nothing better to do. Maybe I'll call her. Screw that. Be enthusiastic about the people you meet. Reach out and then Say you meet a business contact and you don't necessarily have any specific agenda with them at the moment, but you know there's someone that could be useful for your future or someone you would like to do business with, put pen to paper. Get an actual card, you know, a, uh, a Hallmark card or a, a, a blank card, for example, and write a little note. Hey, Bob, or hey, Sue, it was great meeting you. I really enjoyed our conversation. I hope we can connect soon. Keep me in mind if you ever need a blank. Love, Andy. Just send it. People like getting mail. It'll feel, when Sue gets Andy's letter, she's going to feel like she just got a present that day. And wow, Andy is a really great guy. How impressive is he? He put pen on paper, put a stamp on it in the mail. Holy mackerel. And you know, when she comes across an opportunity that may fit the bill of what Andy does, she's got to reach out to Andy because she has that card in her uh, desk. So, so you gotta, you gotta move forward. You gotta be confident. You gotta be bold. In business, you gotta be bold. I assume in dating, you should be bold. If you're, you're trying to be an active part of the PTA, be an active part of the PTA. Don't just show up and sit there in the back and cower and listen. And, and sometimes, especially in meetings, don't just talk to make noise. But engage, have, have interactions, and, and make things better. And really, that's the thing. People are there to, to enhance their own lives, right? Everybody who showed up in that room has something to gain by being in that room, whether it's dating, PTA, they're going to make their kid happier. They're going to make their kid's experience at school happier. So everybody's in there to do positive things. And so... Be a fix-it person, be a solutions person, show up in a good mood. Even if your mom died the day before, do not mention that. Do not say, oh, yeah, my mom died yesterday. How awkward for somebody to meet you. Oh, I can't do my race because I hurt my knee. How awkward. Be positive. Be, be someone everybody else is going to... Um, flock to. There's a magnetic pull from you to everybody because you're fun and you're interesting and you're a go-getter and you're powerful in your area of whatever life it is. So, so show up with some spunk. Got it? Chin up, big smile, laser focus, eye-to-eye -eye contact, strong handshake. Gotta have that, ladies. Gotta have the strong handshake. This is who you gotta be. You gotta be a strong handshake girl. And then, you know, that translates into everywhere in your life. You're now saying hi to everybody that you walk by in the grocery store. Hi, nice to see you. You pass one of those dudes in a, in a 
Navy hat or a Army hat from yesteryear, you say, thank you for your service. And that's just a little lecture here. No, that's, yeah, that's the right thing to do, right? We don't wait for Veterans Day. We don't have to wait for Veterans Day. You walk by someone like that, you say thank you for your service every single time. Do you ever walk by a police officer in uniform without saying thank you? Hell no, that's not who you are. You're one of those magnet, magnetic people, those magnetic personalities. You're confident, you have great character, you're interested in your community, the people around you, and especially those that have risked life and limb to keep you safe. All the veterans get a thank. All the men and women in uniform, they all get a thanks. They all get a smile. Like, keep, keep up the good work, man. I really appreciate you being out there for us. That's who you are now. And that's going to translate into every aspect of your life. You walk into your house, you feel a lot healthier, a lot more confident. You're a lot more engaging with your family. You're a lot more engaging with your friends. You're a lot more engaging with your colleagues. Does anyone want to promote this slouch, the quiet, meek slouch in the corner of the office to vice president? No, we don't want to do that. We want bold, charismatic people who are go-getters and, and get things done. We want those to be our leaders. Those are the people who attract a following. And so we're going to do better. We're going to take care of people. We're going to walk into the room smiling and making sure everybody in the room feels comfortable because they have someone who's going to greet them and spend time with them. When you are at work, you're going to praise people. You're going to praise your colleagues. Wow, you really crushed it in that meeting. That presentation was fantastic. If you have people that work for you, subordinates, you're going to tell them every day what they're doing well, what they're doing right. I really like the way you get all your emails out by 7.30 in the morning. I like the way you show up 15 minutes early. I like the way you pitch in and take out the trash even though that's not your job. Are you gonna micromanage everybody? No, nobody likes to be micromanaged. You've hired people, that means you have faith in them. You're gonna let them do their job. And if they need some feedback, you can say, wow, you did 80% of that job, fantastic. Here's the 20% I want you to work on. But you're gonna always start with the good part. And if the person's just bad, a bad fit, eventually you're going to have to fire them and let them go be, um, you know, successful elsewhere. But you've got to be supportive of people around you. And I think the more you focus on taking care of everybody else, the more confident you're going to be with your role, that it's maybe your position to bring in some swagger, to bring in some smiles, to bring in some confidence you're going to associate with people better than you. One of the best, oh, best pieces of information I ever got, it was actually from my kickboxing trainer. And I was maybe 20. And it was from, he, he got the information from his business partner, who's an attorney, who's also an amazing guy. He actually, the, uh, Mike Sawyer is the originator of the information who shared it with Corey, who was my trainer. But Mike, is the producer of ESPN Strike Force, all the uh, full contact kickboxing and Muay Thai events on ESPN too. However, Mike told Corey, Corey told me, always associate up. And that makes all the difference in the world. I always look to hang with people better than I am, people that are morally better, physically better, better in business. You know, I just want to be 
with people that are, you know, inspire me to do good things. And I say physically better. I'm not looking for people that have, you know, quote unquote, hot bodies. None of that matters. I just want people that are challenging themselves, doing the right thing, pushing the envelope. I don't want to be around people who are slouches, people that'll bring me down, people that complain. Do you know what happens when you complain on Facebook? I quickly click unfollow on your post. That's so mean. I know. I know. Is it mean? Maybe not. Maybe I'm just ridding my life of misery. If you complain on Facebook, I click unfollow. How many people do you think want to hear you do that vague book? Oh, I've had a bad day. Or, oh, could anything get worse? No, no, no. Nobody wants to hear it. There are zero people on the planet that want to take part in that, I assure you. So you're not going to complain at the party, and you're not going to complain on social media. Are you going to look for people that are constantly dragging you down? Are you going to look for people that inspire happiness and joy and ambition? That's who I aim for. So, you know, ethically, morally, um, energetically, go for the people that will raise you up. And if there's somebody in your office that's a drag on society that doesn't do their work, just avoid them like the plague. You know, you can be straightforward about it too, because I am. I've got no time for that, man. You're dragging things down. I don't admire the work you're doing here, and uh, I got to avoid it. Now, and that, I think that's equally important as you building everybody up. But there's occasionally going to be those people where you know they are a succubus on society, they are a succubus on your job, on your employer, and distance yourself. You don't want to be dragged down. In fact, when I was in high school, I had some friends who did the drugs and slept around, and I didn't do either of those things. But I knew if I hung out with them so much, people were going to start me to associate me with that behavior. And so, you know, I cut ties for a while because I just didn't want people to associate me with drugs and promiscuity, because I wasn't that girl. I was a fun girl, I assure you, but the drugs were not on my list. So dish the poisonous people, dress the part, you know, workout clothes are for running, not running errands. And I am, this is, this is a struggle for me because obviously I spend a lot of time in exercise situations. But at the end of the day, I don't spend all of my time in exercise situations. So I, um, I exercise and when I'm not at an event, I work from home. And I do things like go straight from the gym to the bank to the post office to lunch to whatever. And even for me, putting on khaki shorts or something cotton cloth or anything that doesn't look exercisey and sandals, it's a tremendous upgrade. And I think that's important for you. Get out of the yoga pants. Get out of the running shorts. Unless you're running, take them off. Brush your hair. Put on some lipstick. Guys, use some gel or whatever it is. Shave your head. That's always a nice look. Um, but, but dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Raise the bar a little bit. Don't show up to a restaurant and exercise clothes. You know, jeans and a t-shirt. How hard is that? You know, just, just up the game. And in my line of work, it could get very dicey. I have a very, you know, very different when I'm on TV. Oh, this is great. When I'm on TV talking about exercise, I wear exercise clothes. But often, if I'm on TV talking about making healthy lunches for your kids, 
I wear a business dress and high heel shoes. So it's tricky. I want to convey that I'm a fitness expert, but can I do that in a dress? I can. I can. With the proper topic, if I'm talking about diabetes education, I wear business clothes. And so you should know the difference. When I go to a party for one of the major marathons, we host VIP parties. Do I show up in exercise clothes for the VIP party? Hell no. Little black dress and heels. You dress apart. Now, a lot of people do show up to these VIP parties and, you know, running track pants and a t-shirt. And that's fine for them. But there's a lot of people in jackets and ties, and I would rather be overdressed than underdressed, even though I'm a fitness expert, even though I'm a race announcer. Do I have big girl clothes? Yes. Should I put them on and uh, look nicer than people expect? Absolutely. So consider that. That'll also raise your confidence. You know, when you go outside the house looking like hell, maybe you feel like hell. If you put a little bit of effort into it, even your fitness clothes, if you try to make sure they're slightly attractive, possibly tapers, not wrinkly mess, you know, every effort you put in boosts your confidence level up significantly. So at the end of the day, I'm not asking you all to instantly become Tom Hanks and the most charismatic guy who walks in the room and everybody loves, although that would be nice. But I know you want to feel like you own the room when you show up at an event, and there's no reason you shouldn't. So stand up, stand up tall, smile big, look people in the eye, shake their hand, take care of other people. I assure you, you'll feel more confident just doing those things. And it will make a dramatic difference in not only the way you feel at the moment at those events or wherever you are, but it will translate into more professional success, more success in your social life. People will be drawn to you. You don't have to be perfect. But in every case, in every scenario of who we are and what we do, we should all be working to do better and be better. And this is one of those things that you can do. Everything I've suggested here is within the means of everybody who's listening. I'm not asking everybody to do 30 burpees right now. I'm not asking everybody to be their ideal right now, ideal weight right now. I'm asking you to stand up tall, throw your shoulders back, smile, greet people, introduce yourself, sell yourself, dress nicer, take care of people. It's not so hard to do. So it'll require practice just like everything else. If you're someone who's been unsure of yourself for a very long time, that's about to end. You're unsure because you do this negative self-talk thing. You tell yourself, oh, I shouldn't be here, or I'm not good enough, or I don't look great in this outfit, or my weight isn't perfect, so people don't like me. Hogwash. Everything I've asked you to do today is within the means of everybody who's listening. Um, I like people. I'm, I understand I'm very lucky to have this quality sense of confidence and I feel good. I feel good. I don't fear people. But I had to learn a lot of these skills. Like I told you, my friend Christy in high school, she taught me a lot just by walking through the hall saying hi to everybody. You know, that became a habit. And now... I, I go places and I meet a lot of people and, and people, I don't know what their perception of me is, but really my quote unquote popularity and, and, 
any situation is not because people like me. I don't think so. It's because I like them and I want them all to feel good and I want them all to have a companion at least for a moment. And so I'm constantly saying hi to people and you know, trying to get to know them just so they feel secure in themselves. And, and it's really gone a lot of way. It's gone a long way for me. People just want, they want nice people around. And I, I'm nice. I'm a hundred percent nice. And you can be too. You can be too. So put your ego aside, leave cool at the gate, start turning these uh, suggestions into habit. And for the love of God, get rid of the word like unless you're actually expressing affection for someone. Got it? Got it. All right, team. Well, it has been a pleasure chatting with you today. Please send me feedback. I love hearing your questions. I love hearing your comments. When you say, hey, Fitz, that one thing you said resonated with me and I changed and boy, it's working. Or you can send me a message and say, hey, Fitz, you are wrong. <laughs> this is why I love it all the way. Uh, you can find me at Fitzness on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube. I have a ton of videos there for you to just throw into your workouts, a ton of uh, educational information, celebrity interviews. There's a lot of fun stuff on my YouTube channel, but it's all at fitness. So I want to hear from you. Thank you for hitting the like button on this podcast. It helps me spread the word and uh, get to work, everybody. Bye. Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's Marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to gift the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can. The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children a chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, morning milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The morning mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting morningmile.com champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities that's morningmile.com long may you run